recording? Yes, we are. Um, cheers. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, you guys, to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and joining me today, kind of for the first time, in a sense of, like, this is your first interview on my show, um, the one and only... Angel Santo, say hello. Hi guys, <laughs> happy to be here. Um, this show is going to be a really special one because number one, we're drinking beer, um, which I've never done on a show, so that's pretty cool. Good and know. yeah, and for those who don't know, am I recording this properly? Yes, I am. Okay. That looks weird. Ever since I updated my laptop, everything is a little bit different and it just looks off, but it's all good. Um, I think we're good. Anyway, um, for those who don't know, my wife and I are huge, huge fans of alcoholic beverages. <laughs> um, we kind of make it a... I would say a priority for every weekend to either have like a beer that we haven't had before, go to a brewery, try out some local craft beer, or, you know, try different imported beers from Europe to see what they're doing. And, you know, Germany kind of knows what they're doing with their beers. Or we kind of go down the path of like, let's make some fancy drinks like Manhattan's and Mai Tais and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of one of our hobbies. So we thought we would bring it to the show today. And I'm going to try not to talk as much as possible because you're going to be the guest, the guest of honor mm -hmm. on this show. Um, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> um, to start things off, we're going to make this really easy for you. We'll do some, like, I'm going to lob some questions okay. to make it easy. Um, what is the current TV show you're watching? You don't have to, like, say what we're watching because, like, obviously. Just me by myself? Yeah. I am currently watching the latest season that they have on Netflix for Grey's Anatomy. It's just insane the stories like sometimes like I, I the reason I'm saying I'm re-watching or it's because I had to stop because it's so crazy but I don't know I kind of like watching it I like seeing people wearing their scrubs and doing their things tell people it makes me feel like that's like the next step for me even though that's gonna be completely different and there's gonna be like no crazy like airplane crashes or like buses driving into the the emergency room where I'm going to be working, because clearly that's not going to be me, but it makes me feel like that can be something I can look forward to, kind of. So, yeah. But it's funny, like, that you brought that up, because it's like, I can't remember if I was watching it with you or if I was just, like, near you while watching it, but mm -hmm. I remember there was, like, an episode where one of the main characters uh -huh. was, like, driving to the airport, the saw a car accident tried to save the people in the car accident and then he got hit by another car or something yeah. like it just kind of kept going and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> it's so dramatic that's actually yeah that was one of the main characters that left yeah okay there but no go. spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it um another good question is 
I usually ask what, you know, you're going to be doing this weekend, but we're kind of living the weekend. <gasps> yeah. So let's maybe kind of backtrack of, like, what we did yesterday and what we did this morning that was super spontaneous that we never do. Just to preface, Raph and I are really bad at being spontaneous. We try, but, like, I'm a really big planner. Raph has someone molded into that as well. And so whenever we try to be spontaneous, it never really works out. But yesterday, man, mm-hmm. yesterday was really good. Yeah. Why was it? Why do you think it was? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was, like... In the morning, we wa- like I walked Misty, our dog, and like right on the front steps of our place, there was like a dead crow, and I think there's some sort of like superstitious. It was weird because when he told me that, I was like, "Oh my god, that is that like a bad omen? Like, are we just mm-hmm. gonna have bad luck all day?" But I, I guess it like reversed for us, and we tried to be spontaneous yesterday and it worked out so well so beautifully because we've had things where we're like you know what we need to be more spontaneous let's go do this thing and it never works out and it's just like let's just go home yeah so tell us tell the audience what we did yesterday well yesterday we had plans to go meet up with raf's aunt and uncle and we were going to go to this new uh brewery out in here in Langley. So we met up with them, and it just so happened that they were telling us that they have, they just recently purchased this, like, new, like, inflatable, like, paddleboard slash, like, kayak that they can use, and we're like, oh, that's so cool, and then I saw the opportunity. I was like, maybe one day we can, like, hang out and, like, like do things with you and, like, bring our dog, because, like, we've never had Missy out on the do- uh, out in the water. We don't know what it's like. And I, like, planted the seed. And it worked. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we should do it today. And like, we did it. And then at, like, 7 p.m., like, right where the sunset was coming, like, we were out on the water, like, paddleboarding. And I had Misty out on the water as well. And she was scared, but she was, like, but she liked it. Like, she came back for a second time. Mm-hmm. And then we went out for Indian food after. It was just perfect. It was good. And then, like, this... This morning, out of nowhere, we were, like, thinking of, well, last night we were thinking about, okay, maybe we should get, like, kayaks (laughs) and paddle boards, but we're, like, realistically, how often would we do it, and, like, should we, like, quit while we were ahead with this whole, like, spontaneous thing, Um, so we're, like, oh, maybe we should get bikes, and then out of nowhere, this morning, we go and buy two mountain bikes, so now we have mountain bikes, so here here we are. Here yep. we are, but um, I, but we said we should we should quit while we're ahead. We shouldn't push our luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we can talk about random stuff all the time, and I think what we need to get into, the reason why I brought you on the show is because you are now in your fourth year of naturopathic medicine. You're going to become a naturopathic doctor. Really soon. And for those people who do not live in BC or just in the West Coast that know what a naturopathic doctor is, what they do, and all that fun jazz compared to like the East Coast and maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know, the UK is probably not as popular. So we're going to kind of backtrack to the moment that you finished your first undergrad and you were like, I want to become a doctor. 
don't know which route I'm going to go. So let's maybe start there of why you decided to go down the route of naturopathic medicine. Boom! This is not really... Like, I used to think that this was a heavy hitter question, but it isn't anymore. Like, bef- Yeah, I was definitely having to think and choose between going like the traditional allopathic medical medicine route and I didn't even know about naturopathic medicine really because I I didn't grow up with it at all and so we had two of our friends who graduated from there I asked them about it and I was like really intrigued because like naturopathic medicine I was like this is so different from what I know medicine to be and so I just kind of did more research. Like, I, I attended some of the, like, student for a day um, uh, sessions that they had at the school out in New West. And I just did, I just did, read more and more and just kind of, like, fell into place. Like, it just made sense as to what, like, how I would like to practice and how I'd like to treat people. And it was kind of a no-brainer. Like, it was a struggle figuring out, like, is this what I want to do? Like, you know, but once I got in there and once I signed up, it everything just fell into pieces and it was great yeah I I think you're kind of selling yourself short (laughs) in a sense of like there was so much back and forth of like oh totally do I want to become a medical doctor do I want to become a naturopathic doctor and it was just like literally back and forth back and forth it was like I said it was a struggle like going back and forth at one point early in my like decision making I was like you know what okay and this might sound really vain, but, like, people don't know. Maybe people don't know what a naturopathic doctor is. And maybe I'll be like, maybe I should just go become, like, a, a regular medical doctor. I'll just do it. Uh, I, I was like, I'll study for MCATs, do what I need to do. But it didn't really feel right. It didn't sit well with me. It was more just, like, it's easier for people to understand. But it's just, like, why am I thinking about what other people care about or whatever? And so I was just like... Yeah, but honestly, my favorite part of this telling the story was like when I took the student for a day, I attended um, a class, botanical medicine, and learning about some of the herb names, it was like, oh my god, this is like as if we were in Harry Potter and learning all of the herbs, <laughs> and like, it was so cool, and I was like, this has to be it. So it was like small little moments like that where I was like, this is this is awesome, this is so cool, and like, yeah. It just made sense. Yeah. So I'm going to shelf that Harry Potter thing (laughs) because we're both huge geeks on that. (laughs) But I wanted to bring up what you said was like you almost chose the harder direction because you knew that a lot of people wouldn't know what it is. Yeah. It's not really the traditional route because a lot of people where, you know, if they decide to go to the medical profession, it's kind of like I'm going to become a doctor. Like that's like cream of the crop like that's what I'm going to do but you're also limited as a general practitioner of what you can do yeah. so you almost challenge yourself even more totally. because the naturopathic profession is always kind of like under fire like some people don't believe it's real whatever it I is know. but you chose the harder route and I think for the audience listening or watching um, we always have those situations where we're at a crossroads of like what path do I choose? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people kind of look at, okay, what's going to be the easiest route for me? Because, like, you know, if you went with a medical doctor and became a general practitioner, you can literally just walk into a full load of patients, make tons of money, boom, done. 
but as a naturopathic doctor, you literally are a practitioner like a physio or a chiro where you basically have to learn how to build a business, yeah. build your own patient load, market yourself, X, Y, and Z. Like there's a lot more to it. And I think a lot of people tend to like when they get to that crossroads, they want to like go on the easier route and then eventually figure out that, you know, if I actually went with my initial thought and like intuition, I'd be a lot more happier. And like, again, we're going to try to bring this all together full circle of like why this is related to health. But I think when it comes to career stuff, a lot of people always kind of look for comfort but we don't grow as human beings unless we're a little bit uncomfortable and yes. getting out of our comfort zone. But I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't but you think- know what? Honestly, like, that's really funny because um, before I even decided I wanted to become a doctor, do you remember we had, like, I had a sit down with you and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm in the middle of my undergrad. Like, I had an idea of, like, okay, I, w- I want to be a teacher. But, like, it wasn't quite enough. And we had a conversation and I was like, you were like you asked me well what do you really want to do i was like whatever i want to be a doctor because that's that's awesome that's that, like that's the best thing that i can do but i'm not i'm not, i can't be a doctor i'm not smart enough i can't do it. it takes too long to do it i'm i'm already like i don't even remember what age i was i was like i'm too old to start now and i'll be too old by the time i finished and what are we going to have you know what i mean like those are yeah. the things that that came up but then I really appreciate because you kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone because I was like, oh, I'll just be a do- I'll just be a teacher. It should be fine. I'll just do this. And like while that would have been a fulfilling career, it's n- it's almost like I would have settled. Mm-hmm. And like you're the one that pushed me out of that comfort zone. You're like, yeah, you just do it, just do it. And so I have to thank you on it. I don't know if we've actually, I think we've had this conversation before, but. Mm-hmm. I, I credit all of this to you pushing me out, <laughs> honestly, pushing me out of my comfort zone because I am really the girl to sit in my comfort zone. I really like the things that I like. I like the things that I know. And you're the one that was like, you should try this. And I did. And yeah. look at where I am. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are kind of like that. It's like if they don't have somebody influencing them to kind of get out of their comfort zone they're gonna just stay complacent or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but i've seen like even my industry where people will be in the same career for 20 years absolutely hate it and out of nowhere they're like you know what i go to the gym every day i love training i love like meeting people at the gym i'm gonna become a trainer they go through full 360 well 180 to flip around (laughs) um and just change careers out of nowhere and like worst case scenario like if you have such a, like a lofty goal that's so high up there like go for it because the worst that happens is like you don't make it and realize maybe i'm not cut out for mm-hmm. it but then you at least don't live with like what, what if, if i decided to do that yeah. what if and i literally had this conversation with somebody a couple days ago trying to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their life and they were kind of like leaning towards the easier route but i'm like say you go down that easier route and you're there you accomplish whatever it is but now you always have in the back of your head like what if i decided to do the harder route right so yeah i don't know i don't know you need friction in your life yeah 100 um next question is going to be like 
for a lot of people because I have people all over the world listening to my podcast where maybe naturopathic medicine is not that mm-hmm. known. So maybe kind of give the Cliff Notes version of like what is naturopathic medicine. This is a heavy hitter one for sure. Naturopathic medicine, well, how I see it, because I have to look at it from my point of view, right, is it gives people so many different options on how to work with their bodies and and promote their health. Because, and again, and I hate that it always compares to, like, a naturopathic doctor versus a, like an allopathic medical doctor, but it kind of like, but that that's what people know, right? So if you look at, if you compare the two, they're the same, but like a general practitioner, they're the same, but we just have more tools that we can use. We have botanical medicine using herbs, which is kind of similar to what big pharma uses for their synthetic medicine or drug prescriptions anyway so we use herbs that are natural but that doesn't mean that it's like it's safe it's it can still be toxic and stuff like that so we we learn about that so there's botanical medicine we have traditional chinese medicine which is like we it's just like a whole nother thing we just like us as naturopathic uh, doctors like we know just the tip of the iceberg of traditional chinese medicine we know acupuncture we can do moxa cupping we can do like some like diagnosis like of the like different like organ systems and the meridians but like oh my gosh that's just a whole nother thing and so it which is really cool and something that i would like to learn more about like pulse diagnosis tongue diagnosis like those are so cool but like we just need it just takes time and practice and so it's something that we are continually learning even now that i'm a clinician but um, so yeah, we have traditional Chinese medicine that we have in our arsenal. We have um, naturopathic manipulation, which is basically like being a Cairo, like all those mobilizations and adjustments that we learn. We have nutrition, which is kind of like our the, what we're mainly known for. Um, we can use what else? I mean, we have counseling, which is also amazing. Like we have the the time to be able to sit with our patients and like sometimes you don't you don't need to just give them like something to treat like their symptoms it's more just like do you need to talk like get it out there and sometimes half of it is that it's just emo- mental emotional stuff that needs to be let out and so that's why i think like that's why i was i fell in love with naturopathic medicine it's like we have so many options that we can give our patients other than just you know giving them the smallest thing like I mean, this is the worst example, and I hate to do this because it's, it, that's not all like that general practitioners do. Like, they don't just give prescription, but sometimes they're limited to that. Like, that's because mm-hmm. they only have the small amount of time to see their patients, and they they hear what the symptom is, and they just give that. Whereas, like, we have a little bit more time, and we want to figure out what is causing the symptom versus how can we get rid of the symptom because that's not it. That's just a band aid. We want to fix. We want to help. We don't cure because we don't cure. Your body can do that. We just help the body and we just nudge it along to help cure, like, like figure it out itself. Like, it, and it can do that. So that's that's why it's so cool. Like, honestly, I can talk all about it, and it's like all the things that we can do. It's just so many cool. Things. It's just cool. <laughs> I think it's. I'm like I nerd out about it. It's just like it's so cool. Well, we all the all the small things, small and big things that we can do. Yeah. 
It's amazing. Yeah. We have so many options. So that's, like, I'm really happy that you kind of brought up all the little different things you're able to do because a lot of times, even when I chat with my clients and patients of, like, what you're learning in school, they have no idea that, you know, naturopathic... Um, students get to learn those things mm -hmm. so like you brought up like naturopathic manipulations like chiro adjustments like yeah. most people don't know that you can do that oh. at least here in bc i don't know if yeah. other provinces or other states or wherever yeah. nnd works but like for the longest time when you were learning them like our coffee table was a chiro table and it's like <laughs> let's practice over and over again and like that's freaking cool yeah. but most like at least NDs here in this area don't really use that skill set but it's like you know you can find an ND that does that and you know you get some musculoskeletal yeah. treatment and you know that's pretty freaking cool that you get to learn that and like acupuncture like that's pretty cool to be able to do that and again I've been a guinea pig it's <laughs> good and bad at the same time like it's good it is good but um <laughs> Maybe let's talk about a little bit about what kind of acupuncture you do. Because, like, again, on my show, we've talked about IMS, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture. But, like, maybe talk about the difference b between IMS and... To be really honest with you, I don't know what IMS. From my understanding, from what we learned, IMS is similar mm -hmm. to what we do. But I haven't gone that route of, like finding the differences but like for us what we learn we learn about the different organ systems so like for example we have like the TCM uh, traditional Chinese medicine like lung organ and that is corresponded with a meridian and so if we want if we if we find that and each meridian and each point in the meridian because there's so many there's like over 300 points each point can be like it could be a local point so like if, if there's a point like for for example the easiest the fir very first um one that we learned is large intestine 11 and that's the first point that we needled which is in the corner and the elbow and it's like okay well you can use that point if you have like just locally you know if you have elbow pain whatever but then you can also use that point to clear heat in the body which is like that doesn't make that like if i said that to you you'd be like what the hell does that mean yeah. but like it's just, it's, it has all these different meanings, and then you look at, based on that meridian, you look at the actual organ, the organ, what is it, um, what is the job of that organ, and say if you talk about like large intestine, uh, the TCM large intestine, it's, it's, it's the organ that is in charge of letting go. So if you, if you have a lot of things that are built up, or like, you know, like emotionally, mentally, even like physically, use that point, maybe not specifically that point but like if you target points along that meridian that'll help you to let go whatever that means to you and like doesn't that sound kind of crazy but it's also so cool and you just dive more into it and anyway <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like it's not just like okay from my understanding IMS you target a muscle and you like stimulate that muscle mm -hmm. we can do that too like there are points in large muscle um large muscles in the body that you can trigger 
um, specific points. You don't even need to follow the meridian. You can just do ah ashi points where just like you feel around and you ask the patient like is this like tender there and they say yes and that's where you needle. So it's kind of like a trigger point as well. So like it, there's a, a very big overlap. But I think it's more just like philosophically, what does it mean? That's what's different. Yeah. But I, again, I didn't. I've never looked into IMS, which I am curious about it because it is. It sounds very similar, but yeah. we target meridian points uh, versus IMS is just. I don't know. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing I wanted to get into is like the, I guess, energy component of acupuncture, mm. and how that relates to where the meridians lie and things like that. But again, like, correct me if I'm wrong, like the yin, yin and yang type of thing, but there's a different way to pronounce it properly yeah. than, like, yin Westerners do. Yin and yang. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I did have someone on my show, and I feel totally bad that I can't remember his name, but I literally probably interviewed him three years ago, and he's one of those people where I think he has, like, two PhDs, a couple master degrees, and he's one of those people that kind of looks at all these different things related to our health and sees if they actually work. And he went on this, like, rabbit hole of, like, okay, TCM, meridian lines, like, is it bullshit? What, what's going on there? And he found a device where we'll pick up, like, electrical, like, currents and things like that and he did like a little self experiment with other people and things like that where they would follow the traditional like TCM um, meridian lines with this device that will basically have like a needle where it'll stay at zero if there's no like electrical current and then the moment it hits it it's like boom out of nowhere and every time they went over a meridian of every, like, TCM point, it mm -hmm. just, like, the needle, like, skipped like crazy. And he was like, all right, so I guess we're, like, on to something, which is, like, pretty cool. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I think that whole, like, journal Chinese medicine is mm -hmm. based more on, like, energy stuff. Totally. It is energy you know? healing. Whereas, like, in the Western medicine, it's, like, that's kind of woo-woo for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. I know. For me, like, woo-woo is, like, there has to be a reason why it's been going on for thousands of years yeah and it's been helping all these people so like yeah sure it's woo, -woo to you and people are all about like you know evidence-based and all that stuff and there's yeah. no research but sometimes it's like well if you look at someone and you do this and it helps them that's your yeah. proof right there yeah. if somebody feels better from a treatment i'm not going to be like well research said that it doesn't actually help you but so you're lying, or I don't know what it yeah. is, but like you know what I mean. Like so, the whole the whole thing is helping people. Yeah. And if it helps them, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it's like when people that I train, at least, like I get them to foam roll every time they come see me, and when people ask like, "What is it doing?" and I'm like, "Honestly, it's not actually doing that much," but you get a response of like ooh, that thing is tight, and it feels pretty good going on it. Oh, shit, this is really tight, and this is painful. But we do something to our nervous system yeah. where it creates, like, a change. And I always tell, like, clients that if you find something that makes you feel better, like, keep doing it. Like, even if research doesn't, like, 
support it. And I've had this, like, because, like, at my clinic, we do cupping all the time. And it works so well on nerves being entrapped or, like, whatever the case is, low back pain. Amazing. And I remember doing a post, like, a couple of years ago, like, when I first got certified in cupping. And I'm like, here's what we do in the clinic. And I literally had, like, an argument with a dude online saying that it actually doesn't work, not supported by research, blah, blah. And it was, like, a back and forth. And I'm like, this guy's not going to back down. So I'm like, you know, thanks for contributing to the thing. But at the end of the day, if something makes someone feel better and they have, like, crippling chronic low back pain and they put a, we put a cup on them and they're like, wow, I feel so good and, like, the whole week is great. And I'm like, why would I want them to stop doing that? Yeah. Like, you know, but I don't know. That's that world today. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge issue. It's just like evidence based versus there's a lot of things that you can't really do research mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to get into that I think most people don't know that NDs can do is like injection therapies. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole other thing that you kind of haven't dove into, no. but like at least here in BC, because again, everywhere else is a little bit different. Like, you could get to a point where you're doing prolo injections, PRP, even Botox, mm-hmm. even filler, mm-hmm. even IV therapy. So maybe chat about like those options. Like I look really forward to like you being able to do IVs because like I've had IVs in the past and yeah. I felt amazing mm-hmm. after. But I don't know. Let's maybe start with IV therapy yeah. and kind of go from there. Um, IV. Therapy. I mean, we, we can do them in clinic. We we were certified in school, but to be able to do them outside of the school, we still have to do several other courses to do it. But, I mean, the most well-known IV therapy is uh, the Mini Myers, which we were just, like, practicing on each other, and I was like, I loved doing it. <laughs> like, I loved getting it. Um, but my partner had a hard time getting a vein so sometimes I didn't get it so but it's really it was really fun and so you have like the Myers cocktail which is like magnesium calcium B vitamins and it's just like an amazing thing that just boosts your energy and there's other combinations now we're learning about the different um, um, ingredients that you can add in but we have but to be honest, I don't. We haven't gone into it yet because just we're still learning about it. And so, like so far, we can do IV therapy. Um, and usually, Myers is the Myers cocktail is just for kind of like boosting energy or boosting the immune system. It's very general, but most people are pretty deficient in most of these <laughs> minerals. Um, yeah. So you got like the B vitamins. I mean, unless you're not taking a complex, like a B complex, like you're pretty deficient especially if you're not eating the vegetables that most people I mean most people are now but like there's still people who are like yeah McDonald's is the only thing I'm gonna eat and so like those people would be really they would benefit from having a Myers cocktail and you know the vitamin C and magnesium and calcium like those are great for you and again it could be lacking and especially magnesium people need magnesium so much so yeah I love IVs I'm sorry I don't remember what your question was me either but (laughs) like i already realized that we're already past 30 minutes and we wanted to keep it under 30 but maybe one of the last questions would be when should someone see a naturopathic doctor before 
they start feeling something. I would say if you want to optimize your health, do it before you start feeling symptoms. But most people don't do that, right? Yeah. People will go to see a doctor when, not even right away when they start feeling something. It's more just like, oh, I've had this thing for six months. I thought maybe you should see it. But so, like, while, while that's fine, that's great that you came in, it's better if you come in and optimize your health before. But again, not realistic. Not everyone can do that. Um, you know, if you have some, I mean, we can treat acute, any acute issues we can help with, but we are really good at chronic stuff. Things that are like long lasting, um, things that you're like, what is this? I don't know what it is. I went to my medical doctor. They don't know what it is. They just kind of brush it off saying it'll be fine or it'll go away on its own, but it hasn't gone away. That's what we're really good at. I feel like we're like detectives and we will continually like look at every aspect of your life to figure out what is causing that one thing. Or maybe not even one thing, like several things that's causing this, these symptoms coming up for you. So, yeah. Come in before you have issues, but even if you, even if it's after, I mean, it's like, we can see you for anything. Yeah. It's kind of like when we get people in the clinic to see our chiros, where it's like, my back is so fucked, I can't move, fix it. And then like, after a couple of treatments, like, I still feel pain, why isn't this working? It's like, well... You could probably have come in, like, beforehand to kind of, like, get some maintenance done, get some tissue change, maybe start exercising. Like, those things can, like, prevent your entire back from exploding by picking up your sock and now you can't breathe and you're on the floor. So I kind of look at it the same way as, like, a naturopathic doctor is, like, let's prevent you from getting, like, terrible heart disease or whatever it is. Like, it's preventative medicine and, like... Like you said, if even if it gets pretty bad, like there's other options yes. other than constantly taking drugs or surgeries or whatever it is. And that's just like my profession. Like my hip hurts all the time. I'm gonna go get a hip replacement. It's like, well, let's like <laughs> let's yeah. like work on other things before we get to that yes. point. But uh, maybe for the last question, if people wanted to find you online, because I know you're on social media. I am. <laughs> I kind of feel. A little bit embarrassed, but so I started off. So I'm in my fourth year now. When I, in my first year, when I first started, I was like, I'm going to document every single thing, every single day that I'm in school, what I learned that day, or like the most important thing that I learned that day. And I did that up until second year. And then even the last like month of second year was it was hard to get it through because it got harder and harder, of course. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I've documented all of my second year, like, every day up, up to my second year. And then for my third year, I'll just kind of wrap up, like, quick big things that I learned. But, yeah, so you can find me at ND Student Santos. I almost <laughs> forgot. <laughs> ND Student Santos um, on Instagram. Awesome. That is my... That's my baby that I kind of neglected, but I will be, but I will be taking the summer to kind of revamp it because I have a little bit more time now, thank God. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and yeah. drink beer and answer random questions that I decided to ask you. Um, that's it for this week's episode. I haven't had a guest on my show for a while. Yeah. This was awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This was amazing. And let's cut it there.
See ya.